0: This podcast is brought to you by The Hitched Wine Club. Do you and your spouse enjoy wine? Then I am excited to introduce you to the wine club that was created for couples. Aside from amazingly delicious wines that are rare and sometimes not available to the general public, The Hitched Wine Club includes exclusive date night ideas that accompany each wine delivery to help you and your spouse reconnect. Research shows that couples who regularly celebrate good times together have higher levels of commitment, intimacy, trust, and relationship satisfaction. So to invest in your marriage, visit the Hitch homepage and click on the Wine Club link and start getting extraordinary wines at an unbelievable price. Cheers! You really want to know what love is?
1: Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well. It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined with the always fantastic Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hi, Steve. Uh, to, so, Noelle, for uh, all you first-time listeners out there, is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Uh, she also has a n- new book out called Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. It is a uh, Kindle-only ebook, book uh, but is a fantastic book for anybody looking to um, beef up their business acumen uh but today we're not talking business um we are gonna talk 50 shades uh this is actually a topic that uh hitched has covered in the past um it's a topic that i have covered on a podcast previously with uh dr trina reed uh where we kind of discussed more of the bdsm angle and what it is and kind of the the nuts and bolts of it um this one so uh, Noelle and I were discussing this off air, and she brought up a lot of really fantastic information and a perspective that uh, I hadn't heard before, and I wanted to make sure that it was shared with all of you listeners. So we're going to get back into Fifty Shades of Grey. I know um, this might be a topic that people feel has been beaten to death, um, but Noelle, you say that this is... um, something that comes around every generation so this might has this has been beaten for a really long time and this is not a new phenomenon can you explain a little bit
1: (laughs) i don't know if it's been beaten that really sounds terrible
0: ouch i already already it took about two
1: minutes to do a bad oh
0: man okay go ahead i'm gonna shut up now
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was great um no this is absolutely not new uh, in terms of the content, I mean, my generation, it was the story of O, which was beyond titillating, and Emmanuel. And then our parents' generation, it was Henry Miller with the Tropic of Cancer and Anais Nin with the Delta of Venus. I mean, and those are very good authors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even talking about your lesser authors, if you will, or those that didn't acquire much popularity. Are, so you, if- are you taking
0: a jab right there at uh, E.L. James?
1: Oh, no, not at all. Oh, okay. not at all. <laughs> no. uh, just saying that, that I'm, I'm only quoting or, or putting forth authors that are extremely well-known even uh-huh. today. Got okay? it. Um, so, no, it's not new. But I'll tell you, what is absolutely new is that it used to be, including my generation, I'm not that antiquated, we used to read this sort of thing in secrecy. We never would drag that book out in public. Mm-hmm. And there was no such thing as a blog or Twitter or anything else. Whereas nowadays, it's very open. So the difference isn't the content. Quite frankly, I could probably keep researching and find books, you know, back in the 1500s and 1600s and 1700s, or if not books, manuscripts, treating of the same subject with with similar um, perspective. But what's new is how it gets out there today.
0: Mm, okay. And, you know, we were also talking, and while... Yes it is uh, it was secretive back then and it's more out in the open now like people are discussing it now but we Absolutely. we we talked about how ebooks have also helped fifty shades because people can read it uh, at the at their at the little league game on their Kindle, and all people on their see iPhone. on their iPhone, and all people see is the back of that device. They don't see the what book it is. And right. So you've got
1: two two factors at play. Yeah. One is that you can read it in secrecy out in public. Yes. <laughs> and people are much more open about talking about mm-hmm. it.
0: Um, so why why does this uh, continue then to to come around each generation? Why uh, why does why does this have such staying power, or why does it why resonate? Is it so
1: interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well,
1: there's two two factors, if you will. And the first is that every generation needs to explore sexuality for itself. Okay. And you'll find that and every individual needs to explore sexuality for themselves. I mean, any parent knows it doesn't do you a darn bit of good to tell your, your you know, 11-year-old not to fool around because they're too young. Uh, they're going to find a way, maybe not at 11, but at 12 or 13, to fool around anyway. Mm-hmm. Because every single generation and every individual is going to explore sexuality on their own. It's new to them. So, of course, it's going to continue to come around. Okay. But what the, the second point that I'd like very much to make, Steve, is that what's interesting is why does it come around at all with, for women, okay? Okay. And there's a few key elements in this kind of literature which which make it such a hook. And the first is, let's look at the, 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 the gentleman involved, the man. He's invariably devastatingly handsome, okay? You never have one of these novels which starts out with a schlub never (laughs) he's devastatingly handsome and he's fixated on you you Mm -hmm. are it you the woman are on a pedestal how often do we women in our regular normal life past courtship get put on a pedestal
0: hopefully hopefully often with your spouse hopefully
1: yes (laughs) but guess what not not (sighs) most women not most of the
0: time but the the listeners do because they listen to this podcast and they know better so but for all those other suckers out there, continue.
1: There you go. <laughs> but also there's a big book called Possessiveness. We in our culture tend to equate possessiveness with love. Back when I was a teen, there was this song, Johnny get angry, Johnny get mad. Give me the biggest lecture I ever had. And it was a love song. Basically the woman sang, beat me up, ball me out, yell at me. Because I, you know did something I don't even know what <laughs> it's, it's this possessiveness thing we feel like that makes the love real mm-hmm. And as, having written one major book on abuse called Dangerous Relationships yeah. and done an awful lot of study in that area I can tell you right now it's not the same. but it is a hook and the other hook which you and I discussed Steve um, a little bit previously <laughs> is it is very tiring to be a woman in our society we have so many decisions to make that sometimes it feels good as weird as it may sound to just let a guy say "You do this, you do that, and do it, mm-hmm. not necessarily in reality, most of us would never want that in our real life, but in fantasy to have this devastatingly handsome man fixated on you, wanting to possess every iota of your being say, "Just do this for me. I'm like okay." <laughs> Uh, we, don't have to, we don't have to think the way is clear. We just do what they want, and they will adore us. Now, that's all in fantasy, and I do really want to emphasize that it works in fantasy. Fantasy, got it.
0: Okay. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, about um, the the why this appeals so much to women. Um, But obviously, things are changing uh, in in our society and women's role in society. Uh, And and we're now seeing a lot of stay-at-home husbands. We're seeing uh, husbands taking a larger parenting role than they may have in the past. Uh, So do you think we'll begin to see something like this catch on
1: with men in the future? Well, what's interesting, Steve, is that men are actually among the first to come to the uh, dominance and submission erotica. Okay. Very powerful men have often sought out submission for the same reason that I'm suggesting that women can relax when they're told what to do. In fantasy. I just want me to keep (laughs) repeating that. Yeah. And so there have been it's been very interesting how many men, powerful men, men with a lot of weight on their shoulders, men who have to make major decisions all the time, men in positions of authority and such like, do seek relief in a, a submissive role in the dominant submission um, erotica. Mm-hmm. So the newness, I don't think would be attached so much to the house husband, or house, however, yeah, house husband <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. role, but for women it's been more the accumulation of everything. It's the its the running the house, the, the bearing of the children, the raising of the children, plus the work and the chores and managing all of that. Now, if a house husband started to do all of that, yes, then you might see an increase. But more often than not, you'll find that house husbands don't necessarily have also a full-time job unless they are single dads.
0: Mm-hmm. So this might even be um, even more of a release for women today because they're doing what they were in the past, plus by a hundred. They're they're in the workforce and doing everything else. So yes. they they might need this more than ever.
1: Yes, and let's remember let's let's bear in mind how women's role has changed. Not in so much in the sense of of she goes to work and such, but that in previous generations a woman's work was largely labor. In mm. other words, before we had running water everywhere and toilets that flush them you know that you just flush uh-huh. and there it goes and all those sorts of things laundry machines and such like women were, the, were for the most part the ones who did the actual labor of that so the appeal if you will of relaxing and letting someone do it whatever the it is mm-hmm. has been the same although for different reasons
0: got it okay
1: yeah um i'm sorry it's a sociologist in me
0: no i you <laughs> I know i find what?
1: this stuff utterly fascinating i
0: do too and i'm i'm I love that you you take it back so far too, because I don't know why my brain works this way, but sometimes when I think of like the, the the I don't know past marriage, it always goes to like the 40s and 50s and it doesn't really go beyond earlier than that. and I don't know why. but anyways, I'm glad so I'm glad you took it further back than that because yeah. um, I think that's that's interesting because we sometimes forget how new and young today's uh patterns and um lifestyle is so um and and we keep emphasizing that this uh bdsm thing it's it's really fantasy it's um it's it's consensual uh so but but there has been a lot of criticism of how uh this type of fantasy can be damaging or harmful or even demeaning to women uh what say you on this
1: well, I have the same attitude towards this as I do towards violence on TV, okay. which is, number one, you don't have to watch it, you don't have to read it, okay? And number two, the studies do not bear up that automatically, if you watch violence on TV, you become more violent. Mm-hmm. There is no automatic connection. There are some suppositions and different theories. And I think it's the same thing with the erotic, this type of erotic literature, which is that if you bear in mind it's fantasy and you're enjoying it as a an escape, if you will, in your head, right? Uh-huh. Then there's, there's nothing that can be particularly demeaning about it. Now, if you take it to heart that a woman should be subservient, a slave, beaten, and such, then of course it's demeaning and it's a problem. So I don't think it's good literature for people who have boundary issues. Okay. If you have strong, healthy boundaries about yourself, and frankly, most people do, then you can read that just like you can play a violent video game or, or you can read a trash novel. You know, and and not get all bound up in the or the thought that oh well that's my life. No, it's not. Most of us know the difference.
0: You you know, and you just did it there too. Bound up. I did. So I, I just wanted to throw that back at you because you <laughs> caught me early on. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Um, So if a woman uh, reads Fifty Shades of Grey or um, any of the past and future books of the same nature um, and wanted to dabble in BDSM, there's, there's then nothing
1: wrong with her, right? There's nothing wrong with her, but you want to be very, very clear. I don't care what variety of sex you dabble in. You want to be very clear about why you're dabbling and to look at what are the potential consequences. As you know, and, and I mentioned it earlier on, Steve, I've studied and written a lot about abuse, genuine abuse, yeah. not the fantasy variety, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And the problem is is that when a woman is abused, that it does absolutely impact her self-respect in a terrible way. So that's why there has been so much you know, help, really, with battered women's shelters and battered women's hotlines and all the rest of it, is that it does demolish the woman. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to dabble in BDSM, then... Know what you're doing. Know what you're doing. Think about it first. And then set very clear limits for yourself as to what you will and will not engage in. And make sure that whomever or whatever club or whatever you, you join up with has strict safety regulations and you can out at any moment. Okay. In other words, we're back to boundaries. So I don't think it's a good idea for someone to just sort of, oh, I think I'll just fool around with it for a while. And and I'm taking a, you know, (laughs) lilty voice, but I don't care, male or female, whoever. I don't think that's a good idea. It does touch very deep parts of ourselves, and I don't mean the physical parts. Mm -hmm. It touches very deep parts of ourselves. And if you can keep it in your head as a game, and you clearly can step out of the game immediately, Mm -hmm. then... No, but often there are people who are more sensitive or more susceptible, and they get caught inadvertently. So if you know yourself to be particularly susceptible to other people's suggestions, or if you know yourself to be very sensitive, maybe this isn't a good place for you to play. Okay. And...
0: and I mean, you know, our listeners are mostly, uh, if not all, uh, married couples, or mm-hmm. at least in like seriously committed relationships. Is mm-hmm. this something that could? Um, I don't want. I don't want to say improve their relationship, but are there are there benefits to to going down this road?
1: Well, there are benefits to sharing your fantasies with your lover. Okay. Just in terms of getting to know each other better. Um, But there are risks, because this kind of fantasy can turn your lover off, Mm -hmm. or can scare them. And I'm deliberately not using he or she, because it can, you know, go either way. Um, And so, again, proceed with caution, and know your boundaries. Okay. Okay. If, if you want a, a, a way to, you know, if you, if you, if you let's say, really enjoy Shades of Grey, you wanted to, to to fool around with some of the ideas in it with your, your partner, your beloved, would be to say, you know, up front, I don't know how you're going to take this. I'm kind of scared about mentioning this to you. And here it goes. <laughs> and in other words, you let them know up front that this is kind of new and dicey and you're not sure. And if you have a strong relationship, your partner will hear you out and then... Either say, "Well, yeah, it sounds kind of like fun. Let's try a little bit," or say, eh, "No, nah, I don't think so, honey. Just you, just read the book and have fun." <laughs>
0: okay, all right. Um, d- uh, be- before we wrap it up, is there any other point or anything you wanted to add, or is this a good place to stop?
1: No, I think it's actually a good place to stop. I think you've you've guided the discussion very nicely around um a broad range of this topic.
0: Okay, terrific. And I like I said at the at the top of this thing, uh you offer a uh a perspective on this that I hadn't heard uh in this broad conversation about fifty shades and BDSM and whatnot. So uh, as always, Noelle, I really appreciate your time and of course the knowledge and wisdom that you bring to these conversations. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Steve.
0: Um, I want to remind everybody you are listening to Dr. Noel Nelson who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the US and abroad and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Uh, she mentioned Dangerous Relationships, Another, uh, her other most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. She has a fantastic ebook out now for the business folk out there. Make more money by making your employees happy. Uh, you can get more information and find her books and everything at her website, uh, www.noelnelson.com. You can also find her at yourmaniswonderful.com, uh, of course at hitchedmag.com. We got all of her info listed there. Uh, Noelle is on Twitter, at Noelle Nelson. I am on Twitter, at Hitched Media. Uh, We're both on Facebook. Um, We have a wine club. As I know, I've beaten into your guys' skulls the last couple (laughs) episodes Um, and then before we wrap up this week uh, I want to say thank you to everybody out there who has started commenting on our articles Uh, we recently enabled Facebook commenting uh, throughout our website Uh, this is we've been up for over six years now and we've never allowed commenting and one of the reasons was I was a bit afraid of people Abusing and turning it nasty, Um, but I think the Facebook thing might actually help because it puts a face, and it's it's not anonymous. And you know, maybe if people feel we need to have some anonymity in the future, we could do that. But right now, it's been very cordial. It's been uh, very productive, and the comments that you guys are leaving have been um, really helpful. I mean, you guys have added value to the content that's already there and added your perspective the same way Noel just added perspective on the Fifty Shades so you know whether we're talking about in-laws or parenting tips um, keep it coming I love I love reading what you guys have to add to that conversation and and I I love the the liveliness of the web because of that conversation so I just wanted to say thank you um, and can keep it up so uh, That's going to do it for us this week, Noelle. So thank you one last time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody.
1: I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.